0: if you wish uh down nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. uh just leave your uh your uh well, not your whole phone number but your area code in the youtube chat uh so i know who it is that is calling so we can do somewhat of a job of screening the calls. uh you can also leave questions comments etc that i'll respond to in the youtube chat liberal band radio on youtube if you're listening on uh blog talk radio just head on over to the youtube channel and uh you can join us in the chat there it's it's i think it's i like i like the interface much better than the chat room in blog talk radio so if you happen to be listening over there and you want to ask a question just hop on over to youtube and watch it there as well and if you haven't subscribed to me on youtube that's the best way to support the show please subscribe to the channel uh like the video share it with your friends share other videos with your friends i'm trying to get that thousand so i can be monetized uh We'll see if it happens. Don't know if it will or not, but, you know, got to hope for the best, right? Um, yeah, so, so I guess updates on, on me. Um, Friday night, all of a sudden, I uh, I decide to, uh, you know, go and I was going to go take the, the trash out. And so I grab up a bunch of the bags and I go take the trash out and I open the door and well, as you know, my, my mother in law has been living with us. And well, I look out on the front and I see no car. Her we we drove her car from her house, which is just around the block, uh, to our house so we could keep a better eye on it. <laughs> keep a better eye on it and if we need to use it, we could use it and, and whatever and we can it'll be easier for us to run it from time to time to make sure, you know, it doesn't just sit there and, and waste away into nothingness or whatever. Um, so I go out at around twelve, fifteen ish or so. And I'm look. I'm like, wait a second, there's no car there. And I come back in, I go check the cameras or whatever. It's like, you know, I don't see anything popping up on my cameras as to why, what happened and when did it move? I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, did my wife have to go run an errand and just, you know, not, not tell me Like I was, I was maybe too, too invested in the TV show to, to hear her like head out to go do something. I mean, it's possible could, I'd have to go to Walgreens or something. I don't know. Uh, so I walk upstairs and of course there she is just sleeping away. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to wake her up then. And I wake her up and I tell her Look, we have a, her car got stolen. So, um, we do have cameras in front of our house, but, but here's the thing with the cameras in front of our house. Uh, the whole area viewing area of the of the cameras included the street but because we don't have that well traveled of a street but it's traveled well enough that everybody that would pass by everybody that would walk by on the sidewalk you know in front of our house everybody that would drive by on the street out there anybody who would walk by on the street on there would trigger the cameras and so it would just drain the battery needlessly because it wasn't really catching anything and the reason we had the cameras was to see anybody coming up to the front door or to see if anybody was messing with our cars which are both in the driveway so i limited the, the the cameras have a function where you could limit like draw a little window this is the only area where i want you to trigger and start recording stuff so if you sent something outside of it don't worry about it i don't worry about it i don't need it and i did the same thing i thought did i covered the I covered the front walkway and and the driveway uh with the one camera, and I covered the front walkway just up until the 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 sidewalk with the other one and yeah, I forgot that it was set up that way, and I didn't change it to to be that way for my grandmother's to fit my mother in law's car there uh, and so it, we did not catch it being stolen our across the street neighbor has a ring camera, and they caught it getting stolen or it was very it's a ring camera so it's not very good uh the the image was terrible and I, i i you basically could make out the body trying to mess with this window or something or mess with the door and then you know then the car disappeared so it's all in all it's a uh sucks and furthermore the wheelchair the wheelchair that we had that my wife used to bring her into the one appointment and we were going to use the wheelchair for my son's birthday party on Sunday. The wheel, we just left the wheelchair in the car because we figured, well, let's keep the wheelchair in the car and make it easier. So they don't have to bring it in and out all the time. Well, the wheelchair is gone too. They didn't even think to bring it out. Um, Yeah. Hers is a Kia soul. So, so yeah, we, we should have gotten a steering wheel club, but we did not do that and unfortunately it done got stolen and there's no sign of it. Like apparently the person who's investigating it for Geico has connections and can do searches on on the on the red light cam or not the red light cameras, but on all this all the crime cameras around the city to see if the uh drivers or if the license plate had been picked up. No. Nobody has picked it up. So we're thinking it must be in one certain area if it hasn't passed any sort of crime cameras. Still, nothing has been found yet. So Kinky Street's in a container in Africa. It very, mel- it very well might be. Who knows? Uh, basically, the insurance gives it uh, 15 days. And if nothing is- comes of it, then 15 days later, they'll start the process, I guess, of, of paying out the claim less the $500 deductible. So there was that. That that was the big stress over the weekend. And then of course you have the uh, the, the fun over the weekend was the fact that we had my kid's birthday party. So we had fun with that. Yeah. So, um, see Jeff Curry, I put out a new game camera, more high tech. I got 900 pictures of grass blowing and leaves falling. Yeah. So. And that's one thing. Like a friend of mine said, you puts an Apple an Apple AirTag or something in her, the back of her car to so if the car gets stolen, they could see where it is. Well, um, we didn't think hindsight's 2020, I suppose. Um, Jeff Curry asks, what is the deal with the keys being stolen? Apparently, there is a hack that people were sharing on TikTok um, where basically showing people how to steal keys and basically there is a there is a hack where if you break the steering column there's a usb uh there's a usb port that will allow you to bypass whatever would be there that would require you to um, turn that, that would that would prevent you from turning the the key without having an actual key in there so it, that was spread i guess all over tiktok and unfortunately uh, many people have been the victims of the victims of that uh, TikTok phenomenon or the TikTok thing that went viral or whatever. Um, so yeah, that sucks. But I was, was going to say one more thing and I forgot. Oh yeah, and because um, it's a key, the car actually uses a key to start instead of being a push to start. It doesn't have GPS tracking, so we can't find it that way if my wife had my wife's car gotten stolen um it would have gps tracking and we could have then uh we could have then uh, tracked it and saw where it was but they didn't take that one because she has a kia too i don't know if the the cell toast is one of the ones that can be affected by that thing that went viral on tiktok though so i don't know it's you know it sucks people are terrible it is what it is Thank you, Donald. Uh, So there's that. Also want to make sure um, Patty, uh, our friend P-Dubs in the chat, uh, has set up a GoFundMe. We were talking a little bit about what was going on with her a few weeks back. Um, I went ahead and sharing it again. Uh, Aaron and Jolie can go ahead and share that as well various times of the show. Um, You know, I I think we all want to help each other. I think we all want to you know, do our part to make sure that we all are, are good. So please make sure to, uh, you know, if, if you can, just throw a few shekels uh, toward Pat, toward P-Dubs' way, and uh, I'm sure it'll be very much appreciated. Um, share the link as well on, on, you know, Twitter or whatever. I'll probably post it to my Twitter as well if you want to just retweet it. Um, I'd be very uh, appreciative for you to help do that. Some of y'all helped my friend uh, when they had were having issues with Uh, the, um, their custody for their kid, um, apparently in that one, in that case, uh, I think there's going to be a hearing on in less than two weeks. I think two Tuesdays from now, they'll actually have a hearing and hopefully it will go in my friend's way so that they can have custody of their kid, of their kiddo without having to worry about their kid being abused. So here's hoping that that works well, um, I usually don't spend as much time on, on the, uh, whatchamacallit. Oh, again, for other ways to support the show, I guess we'll circle back to that. You can Venmo me, you could uh, buy me a cider, just go to com, click the buy me a cider button, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash radio and buy me a cider that way. I don't drink coffee, I drink cider. So you can support the show that way, or you can become a liberal band radio patron, uh, patreon.com slash liberalban or Patreon at com. Either way, will get you there. And you can support the show monthly as well. But, again, the best and most important thing uh, is to make sure to get your friends and family and enemies, coworkers, acquaintances, uh, people you pass on the street, et cetera, um, to, to subscribe to the, to subscribe, subscribe to the channel. I mean, remember, I also go live Tuesdays and Thursdays on Twitch. Um, Doing gaming streaming. Of course we do sometimes talk politics whilst gaming as well. Um, but it, it's I've I'm monetized there, so I so I do try and spend some time there to enable myself to get more subscribers and more. Um, especially with the Amazon Prime free subscription. So let's see. Kiki Streets. So, I gave my bro a Pontiac Parisienne thirty years ago, same car as Chevy Impala. Uh, I told him to park in the garage since the pop livery car was stolen the first night on the street. Oh jeez. Yeah but this is the second car that my m- mother-in-law has had stolen from her. I mean, I think the first one was in maybe the late eighties or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I don't think I've ever had a car stolen. I thought I had, I thought I was, I had used to, when I was in college and I took a year off and I worked downtown uh, at Pat O'Brien's on Bourbon street, uh, a friend of mine in my fraternity, he, he would, uh, he was working offshore at the time. So he, would work three weeks off on the, on the rig as a chef. And then one week he would come back. And so when he, he, again, he wanted his car to not be sitting around and idling and doing nothing and just everything sitting there. So he was like, you could use my car when I'm not in town, just drive me down there and I'll get a ride back, but just drive me down there and you can have the car. I'm like, okay, cool. So that's awesome. Uh, So all of a sudden one day I park it near his house. Because I figured, you know, I know it's a, I know there's a, I know there's a parking spot that's usually available because people think it's not a parking spot, but it is. So I would normally park right there and then walk into work from there. That way, allowing myself to not have to worry about, um, to not have to worry about uh, taking the streetcar and catching the streetcar, without having to wait like a whole hour, or have to catch a cab. So one day I come up to the where the car was parked, and there's broken glass and so it was stolen of course i didn't know the driver's the license plate number and everything like that i thought oh, i would try and get in contact with him turns out the car was repossessed not stolen um i was like it would have been nice of you to tell me because i've been sitting here worrying my ass off that i lost your car for you so and if you would have told me that they were going to repossess it I, I could have parked it somewhere else and not near your house people are silly um, anyway so we got Julie the first liberal Land radio producer uh, he, she's in the chat. Bicycle Mike, P-Dubs, Kimchi, Aaron, Jolie, TV2. Uh, did I say Bicycle Mike already? Al-Arasia. uh, Cynthia from Texas. Who else we got in the chat? Jeff Curry. Shouts out to everyone. Thank you for joining us so far. Appreciate it very much, Lee. So, uh, of course, shouts out to all the Liberal Democrat right patrons, Wes, Jolie, Aaron, Demonox. Uh, your boy Chris Cesar from California, uh, et cetera. Ryan, hey John, how's it going? Um, what else? So what else, what else are we gonna talk about? Today? What we gotta talk about today? Well, one of the things I did want to talk about is the fact that we had these you know two bank failures going on over the course of the weekend, um, and kind of discuss it in, all along the terms of capitalism and and how we don't really have capitalism in this country because we don't allow capital to fail when it does. We we, we don't let just things wither on the vine and die. And sometimes it's the fact that sometimes he, they say they can't let it die. Yes. I had credit suites on there as well uh, as, as, as things to talk about. Um, so let's see. NPR has it. Uh, Let's see, two bank failures had federal government taking extraordinary action. The FDIC announced this morning it transferred all deposits of Silicon Valley Bank to a newly created bridge bank. Customers will regain access to the money today. The bank, which had about $175 billion in deposits, collapsed, making it the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. Regulators in New York shut down Signature Bank over the weekend, so how stable is American banking system, et cetera. So, and, and usually when a bank fails, you know the FDIC insures your deposit in each bank for up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So with me it's like if you have that much money where you have over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in banks, why not put it in different banks? Diversify the risk that you're not so so you're not having any risk. Now I would put two hundred and fifty thousand in one bank, two hundred and fifty thousand in another bank. I would make sure that my funds are spread out. So and no one bank failing would uh, cause me ultimate problems and everything would be covered because if the bank failed and I had less than 250,000, guess what? I'm covered and I'll, I'll get my money back. Um, so far, Biden's been a mistake. Is uh, reappointing Trump appointing Jerome Powell a second term? Liz Warren was right. Bernie Sanders was correct. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. Um, I can't over the whole woke bank nonsense. What are we talking about with the woke bank? not exactly sure let's see. everybody there's another trump phone call to a georgia official i'll have to see about that we'll see um i wouldn't be surprised if there's not uh, but anyway so so the, the feds have basically said that they're kind of waiving that two hundred fifty thousand dollar limit and they're going to pay off let everybody have all of their money i'm like well is that the right thing to do i mean you know if you're if you were if you put all your all your eggs in one basket, so to speak that that might be a little bit your fault. Um, but do you allow the things to tumble and and thus and crash the economy down? That's the other side of the coin Now I think one thing that liberals, leftists, conservatives, everybody should be able should seem to agree with the general principle that most of us are angry at the idea that we are. You know, we rescue these banks, but I don't know if if that's necessarily the same thing as um, what other. I don't know if we're rescuing the bank, so to speak, because that's what you know, like Bobert was saying or whatever. I don't necessarily think what they were rescuing the bank, but we're we're taking care of its the things that it had a fiduciary responsibility over when it came to protecting their money. Corporate institutions, regardless of what the corporation is, there's less and less oversight because Republicans want less and less oversight. So people are allowed to do stupid shenanigans and, uh, and they're able to, you know, do things like pay themselves out bonuses when, you know, when the company is failing that, you know, they, they pay themselves out bunches of money and, and sometimes they want to add some regulations in there that would stop that, but it shouldn't have been allowed in the first place. Um, Bicycle Mike, screw the bank, but make the their soul. Absolutely, but one of the I think one of the biggest mistakes we have is is the fact that we do have this sort of this, this corporate protection on people that, that there's some restrictions on what you can or not do and what you can and can be convicted of a crime on when it comes to corporate actions. But you know we 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 have enabled this system, this capitalistic system that we have. We've enabled a system in such a way that people just get away with dumb stuff all the time. I've talked about short selling. There's no reason why short selling should be a thing. The creation of a short sale is the thought of some evil genius who was like, I'm going to think of a way where I can, if I know that a, a corporation is going down, I'm going to think of a way to, to be able to make money off of it. I'm going to short it. And so therefore, I'm going to sell it now and buy it later so that I make a whole crap ton of money. You shouldn't be able to do that. It's stupid. Um, When they had the, the bank, the, um, the low, low income housing that the federal government passed and all these banks took all of these um, low income housing mortgages, wrapped them up into securities and then sold them as the next best thing since sliced bread. So they could basically make money off of these things and then all the housing market comes crashing down and everybody loses a crap ton of money well again you're getting you're basically allowing these corporations to sell these securities off in such a way that they now are making money over kind of almost fraudulent type of deals so these are two regional banks trump walked back obama regulations that would have prevented these failures of course trump did i mean of course the Republicans are the problem mostly when it comes to this sort of stuff. Now there are corporatist Democrat types who do kind of, you know, lean the wrong way when it comes to banking. Um, and yeah, that's bank of American country ride. Oh, I had, I've had both so far. Uh, so, um, but this is like, even the creation of stocks, I've talked about this before in the podcast today, even the creation of stocks is just like, seems to me to be like, it, we should have never implemented the stock market. Like it should have never happened. Like we should have funded capitalist venture either with loans or bonds and that be it. Stock is silly because you, know, you can have ownership in a company. I mean, you can own a company and maybe you sell, you go in to sell someone, but have it all be private ownership. Don't have it be where this thing where you can do shenanigans all over the place with all of, with all of the stuff that goes on in the market. And, and this, the amount of stuff that you can do in the stock market is just a recipe for disaster. So let's see. Seven call to Ralston around deceased for second phone call to Ralston, a now deceased, former Georgia official Oof, we'll have to get that audio and deal with it at some point. Um, My week was already made. I was in live chat with the first female general manager in major league league baseball, Kim Ng, Florida Marlins, hired by Derek Jeter, and she answered my questions. That's awesome. Um, Yes, we need Dodd-Frank. We probably need more than Dodd-Frank, but we need to at least bring back Dodd-Frank. But one other thing is, like, because – we and one of the reasons that I have a problem with stocks in general, I mean – they are what they are and that it's the system that we live in. So obviously we have to invest in stocks if you want to have some sort of investment vehicle for the future, because it's hard to unring that bell. I'm just saying we should have never dealt with it to begin with, but like, you know, the Credit Suisse Corporation um, from England, their stock fell like 15% almost today uh, because people are concerned about certain instabilities. And when the, when the markets, are are finicky and the markets react and panic and start selling off their, their, uh, their stocks because they don't like what a particular uh, company is doing. And if that company is involved in banking, then you're going to end up having a situation where, you know, just consumer fears could cause an utter crash of the entire market, a ridiculous system that we have in place. And, what do we do about it? Do you, do you, you know, conserve it? Again, I said one thing that we should all agree on is that we sh- when, these, when these wealthy owners of any corporation, banks or what have you, when they drive their companies into the ground, they should not be rescued. Now, the people, if, if they're running a bank, if, if you're running a bank and if you're, uh, you know, you, you, the people who in the bank should be made whole. But we should also have a system where, you know, where we protect it so that we don't have to go break the rules or bend the rules in such a way. Like basically say, look, $250,000 is, is all you should be putting in a bank. And if you're putting more in a bank, maybe that is your fault. And you know, then maybe you, you shouldn't have put all of your eggs in those baskets. Um, the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, Becker, was appointed to the San Francisco Federal Reserve Board by Trump. He voted for Trump gave political donations to Trump, of course. Um, After the crash, the billionaires all buy it all up. Exactly. That's the thing. Billionaires were going to reign billionaires, and everything comes down. The prices tumble, and then they all buy it up, and then they get more money. It's as simple as that. Um, Again, because you can manipulate the system to benefit the wealthy. The system does not benefit the working class. The system does not benefit anybody. And 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 this show is mostly going to be about capitalism because here's what capitalism does. We used to have a system where you had pensions, you'd work for a company and you would have a pension. And I saw the biggest, like, well, young people like the fact that we have 401ks because it allows them to go from job to job, you know, like they want to do. Like that's just more corporatist BS. That's just more people trying to justify bad behavior. The 401k, the history of the 401k, it's not something that was made for everybody. The 401k was created so that wealthy people could put aside more money on a tax-deferred basis. So they could basically say, okay, well, we have a pension and we have this, we have that. I would like to take some more of my money and I want to be able to invest it and stock stock it away for the future and I would like the tax on that to be deferred so I can basically put it in as a pre-tax deduction. That's what the 401k was initially made for. So what happened? Well, companies started realizing, well, if because of there are regulations on what we have to have when it comes to funding, you know, the, the future liabilities. Now, instead of having to worry about keeping that amount of money in these pension funds to make sure that we could cover our future, you know, the next several many years of whatever our future payments are going to be, we're going to switch from that, and we're going to go directly to a 401k, and we're going to put everybody in that. So and when I started working uh, for my first job out of college, it was at an insurance company, and they literally had just changed it to a 401k. So I was working with some people who were earning pensions and I was working with some people who were newer who were only getting a 401k. And then there was people who were getting hybrids because at one point they stopped the, the pension accumulation and then they told everybody else, well, at this point, you're all going to get 401ks. So, their, so basically their pensions was based on the last three years of salary at that point so any raises that they got into the future were not counting towards the amount of pension money that they would have so it was just another way to manipulate the amount of money that they would have to have in those pension systems because now they no longer have to worry about oh well this person's going to be having this person's last three years of salary when we had pensions was this therefore we don't have to calculate it and off of anything in the future but some of the other things that these companies did is like when when the stock market was booming way back in the day and you know these these pension funds had just huge surpluses huge surpluses and what i forget the name of the company that did it but um i think it was a company in virginia maybe uh so the company took the pensions and they dissolved the pensions and they said look we're going to take your money from the pensions like that's yours that's supposed to that by the the minimum amount of money that we're supposed to have to cover your unfunded liabilities to to fund your pension in the future we're going to take that money and we're going to you're going to get to put it in a 401k and then so they did that for every employee and left afterwards was a big chunk of money that was left that they got to now keep as the company and passed out to their executives because, Oh, we're smart corporatists. We, we, we won the game. We figured out how to play the game. And then of course, when the, when the stock market crashed down, you know, all of these people's investments who would have previously been required to be covered by their employers. And that little nice little cushion that they had would have softened that blow and they still would have had probably enough money to, to pay off. The future pensions, in this case, these people's pensions, their money that's supposed to use for future incomes sank while these rich board members and CEO and whatever, they got more money because that's how you manipulate the system. The system is always going to be, (laughs) how about opening the liberal Dan Louisiana savings and loan? Yeah, that's all we need. (laughs) That's all we need because. Joseph Gibson is going to come in and then make comments about me being a banker. And then I'm just going to perpetuate stereotypes. And that's, nobody wants that. <laughs> see. Kinky streets. My friend got the easy job at Tesla. He drives around the chargers, fixing them all in the North country of North of New York. They gave him a Tesla to do it. And all he does is reset breakers and change the cords. That's pretty neat. Um, Let's see, if anyone knows of a job I could do remotely, would you give a heads up? Yeah, I would definitely keep my heads up. What do you do, P-Dubs? Like, what exactly? I mean, there's usually, like, I don't know there's medical billing, but I don't know. You have to have some training in that previously. I don't know. Um, There's lots of customer service jobs that are available to be working from. I have to to find a way to to link to some or whatever. I can do a quick search. It just depends on what your skill sets are on that one. Um, Peter Thiel is the finance version of Eric Prince. Um, the world doesn't need trillionaires. The world doesn't need billionaires. There's no ethical billionaires. I, I, I'm I used to I used to go hey, at that statement, and but I fully agree. There's nobody who's become a billionaire um, who's done so ethically, because your billions have been earned in part off of poor pay to marginalized people, to um, disenfranchisement and, and stealing of resources of people in third world countries, etc. There's no trillionaire there's no trillion dollar company that or billionaire there's no billionaire there's no trillion dollar companies that i could look at and say oh yeah they did everything ethically they're wonderful people and they're altruistic and everything that was done was nice and sweet and and no shenanigans uh at all yeah it, it's always shenanigans always always shenanigans Let's see so that's that's i mean and just, but everything that we do, again, it's to benefit the, the, we, we, even, even when, I mean, we're, Trump was president, but during the pandemic, we had the PPP program and that we shouldn't have had the PPP. Pro, and now I benefited from it. I was able to, because I was an independent contractor at the beginning of the pandemic, I was able to take advantage of the amount of money, the maximum amount of money that I could get from PPP. And it was fun and helped me. It was wonderful. But we didn't, we shouldn't have done it that way. We absolutely should not have done it that way because. Be, the way we do it, it was going to be paid back anyway so why not distribute it a, directly to the people who are working or who were working we should have done it we should have combined the unemployment that the boost and the ppp and basically said look instead of it being unemployment we're going to make this a non-income stipend of some sort that's going to allow people to um if they do have to work it'll count towards their hazard pay like I basically say, look, you're going to be working, but you're going to be paid more through this money because you know we want we want you to be able to you know be able to accept that risk with a little extra money. But if you can't work, we still want you to be able to pay, pay your bills and and do anything else that you might need to do, eat, uh, etc. Um, with that money, and that and if you would have done it that way instead of doing it with a PPP loan, you don't risk people like Fogo de Chao and other unethical companies. From taking advantage of the PPP loans and getting them when they didn't shouldn't have or they didn't need to. You could have just simply said, look, everybody who is a working age American person can, can get X amount of money every week. Until this whole thing is over with, and it probably would have been much more simpler to implement. Probably would have been less much less need of oversight. Of course, Trump didn't want any oversight overall because he wanted those people, he wanted those companies to be able to take advantage of PPP loans and to be able to abuse the system without having to worry about pesky government regulations. So you end up having people like MTG and Pizza Gates and Boba the Clown and other people who are who are basically just you know grifters who are grifting off the system, who are who are taking advantage of this, but then complaining when students get their loans written off. I remember I was reading past blog posts that I had made, um, or maybe it was in my Facebook history, where it was basically that we had just bailed out or something like 1.4. Tr- I think it was the beginning of the pandemic. Like they injected like a like trillion dollars or something. The Fed put like a trillion dollars into the stock market to, to, to kind of sturdy it up and it didn't do squat. It did nothing to, to help anybody. It just, but basically the money was created and then it was put off into the ether. And then the thing that pissed me off is like the amount of money that they did, they used for that was pretty much the amount of money that have student loans that are out there. They could have just paid everybody's student loans off. Boom. That would be the end of it. And we would not have to worry about student loans currently. And then we just have to worry about whatever student loans coming in, in the future. And which of course needs to be dealt with because we need to have a system where it's not ridiculously expensive to go to get a college education, but uh, we would have been able to have more people having more liquidity uh, because they wouldn't have to be spending money to go into um, they wouldn't have, to have to be spending money to, to pay off these loans. And it wouldn't have cost over $20. It, it would have cost, very little of that trillion dollars of debt because, again, much of the debt is federally hold and as such, it's money that already was spent. Since it was already spent, it doesn't cost any additional money to just say, delete. So you can't keep it. But all of the PPP loans didn't have to be paid back. That's my point, is that I got two PPP loans. Both were forgiven because I was an independent contractor, so therefore it was by default all my salary. So you had to prove that you provided, um, you that you paid money to these, you had to prove that you paid the people enough money to cover the percentage that was required to be paid towards payroll in order for you to take advantage of the PPP loan. And then, but if you didn't, and at the end of the day, you didn't get it forgiven because you didn't meet the threshold, you still got a very cheap loan. It was just, these companies were able to take advantage of it and just get cheap loans, even if they weren't eligible to get the loans forgiven, to the detriment of the people who very well needed the money from the PPP loans, which is why I'm saying we should have never done PPP in the first place. It should have just been, hand, not a handout, but it should have just been like a, a temporary UBI if, if sort of thing. Can't QB, we cannot give money to people. That would be socialism. Giving money to companies is capitalism. Exactly. That's 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 part of the problem is that Republicans will, will will cry about socialism except for when we have socialism that benefits corporations. So I actually shut off my laptop. Muscle relaxers are fun. Good job. Um I know, Bobert and MTG did actually do that. Boba the clown. Um Trump thought the PPP loans were his way to bribe everybody to vote for him. Unfortunately, I think there are a lot of people who got left in the dust with the PPP loans because of all of the corporations with their high-powered, you know, attorneys and uh, and and accountants and everything like that. They all they all were able to to jump on those those applications and get it all done and, and scoop up all the money, leaving a lot of people who really needed the PPP loans and the PPP loans in the dust. So mtg and Co didn't have to prove anything for me wrong i'm sure they didn't i'm I'm sure i'm sure they just said this is what we did and because uh trump didn't deal with any sort of um ways to check because the uh the oversight was yeeted in this in this thing because he doesn't like oversight uh he he basically enabled people to to grift the system again when Donald Trump said he wanted to, you know, turn Washington upside down or whatever, it was because he wanted to shake it like a couch and get all the money that falls out. <sighs> let's see. All right. So let's go ahead. We're going to move on to the next thing. Um, one of the next things, which is – I was, it was interesting. One of the um, whys – for some reason, I got in my notifications on Twitter – uh, one of the wives of one of the people who were in jail or in prison, I should say at this point, for their actions on the January 6th insurrection, uh, was complaining uh, about the fact that her husband was a so-called political prisoner. Uh, he, Oh, a political prisoner. And they drove 12 miles just to see uh, her husband, and they were told that they, they were turned away because they could not. Um, they would because for some reason I guess they were short-staffed or whatever. But they were not going to be able to see her insurrectionist husband, and so so she posted a video of her kiddos crying because she was not able. And Then of course she's a grifter because she put up the the conservative version of GoFundMe to to try and raise money, and apparently she's raised over fifty thousand uh, dollars to try and free her husband. Um, yeah, it's just the amount of grift that they have. This is Andrea Young. Um, Kyle Young is the person who is the insurrectionist. Um, Kyle Young is one of the people that um, beat on one of the police officers. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the police officer. Um, I'm trying to scroll down. It's, I think it's one of the ones that, Fanone, it was Phenone. Um Had been in it, but he, in, in spoke out at the, at the end of the trial, I think towards the sentencing. And at the end of the trial, uh, Kyle, was it Kyle Young, whatever? Young basically apologized for what he did and said that he hoped that one day that Fanon could forgive him. Yet, Andrew Young, Kyle Young's wife, posted some video that said, this is why Fanone lied. Fanone lied. So trying to put, well, if Fanon lied, why did, he, why did her, your husband plead guilty? If Fanon lied, why did he ask Fanon for forgive? He hopes one day that Fanon will forgive him. If Fanon lied, why is there video evidence out there that shows Fanon getting beat, getting grabbed by Kyle Young, showing Kyle Young handing somebody a taser? showing Kyle Young having brought his 16-year-old son with him to the insurrection, uh, showing Kyle Young doing the various other things, that which caused the judge to basically call him a human wrecking ball. Um, yeah. So, of course, everybody's like, oh, we're so sorry for you. We feel so sorry. Yes, he's a political prisoner. No, he's a traitor. You know, it's the, somebody's like the justice system failed it might have even been her to so the justice system failed and the only reason that the justice system failed here is because we used to treat treason uh with a much harsher penalty than just like eight years if you committed acts of treason something else happened to you not that so how'd your lucky stars that he wasn't convicted of treason even though he probably could have been because he attacked his country he attacked his own government that should be treason in and of itself um and even some people who are going after the wife is like if you do the crime due to the time he broke the law a jury found him to be guilty i'm like no that's not the facts of the case it wasn't a jury that found him guilty he fled guilty he said i am guilty of these crimes now are there people in our justice system who have pled guilty because it's easier for them to simply plead guilty and take a lesser sentence than it would be to fight because they don't have the wherewithal and the means to hire a decent attorney to be able to fight the case for them, poke holes in the prosecution and show why the prosecution's case does not meet the standards that would require a guilty verdict. Absolutely. Those people exist. This is not an example of those people because this part, there's clear video evidence that we've all seen, except maybe Tucker Carlson. And anybody who watches the show, uh, we've all seen the, the footage of him assaulting a cop, of him attacking police officers, of him there doing bad actions at the insurrection. So, no. Rot in jail. Rotten in prison. Let's see. Whatever. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. P-Dubs, did you hear the Chinese guy who was owned whatever that Bannon was found on is in trouble for fraud? I did not hear that um kicking streets they can pay my street but new york state can give the buffalo bills 800 million for new stadium even though the owners are billionaires yeah that's there's a big conversation to be had about that about money and sports and how things go and especially college football like you know where you where you you pay the the coach of the college football team more than like the highest paid administrator or highest paid teacher at the school and whether or not that's going to, we could do a whole show on that. I have, I have feelings kind of both ways on, on it where or there might not be situations where the government funding a, a stadium isn't in and of itself a bad idea, but there are other circumstances where it's ridiculous and there's no reason for it. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to go into there. I don't want to, I'm not ready to go into all that I'm not ready to go down that rabbit hole yet. Um, let's see. that's so, not the only contradictory defendant family representation. There have been others. I'm sure. Absolutely. Because again, these people are brainwashed. These people are, don't even, that's why Trump said he loves the poorly educated because they can be easily manipulated. They be, the one meme going around, Fox News, we lied. Fox News watchers. No, you didn't. Like, They, they're just going to dig in, and they're just going to, you know, never going to agree that they were ever wrong, and they're just going to continue to double down on their ridiculousness. There's, there's always parts, and there's always parts of conservative, like conspiracy theories and conservative arguments that are contradictory. Like, you know, back when they were trying to say that Obama shouldn't have been president, they would, people would make the argument that a Obama was not a citizen at birth because of the situation of how he was born, even though he was. Um, and then two, they'll say, and he lost his citizenship when his parents moved to Indonesia and enrolled him in school there. Well, which is it? Did, did he not have citizenship or did he have it and lose it? Like there's always a contradiction, every single, almost every single time you can always find a contradiction in what they say in what they argue for. Um, the College coaches are the highest paid public employees in some states, true. And here's, I mean, briefly on that, if the college brings in more money because of the football team than it would otherwise, or if the football team is paying for itself, if, if, if the sports program is paying for itself, I should say, because I think there are requirements that require some of the money that comes in from football to pay for other things, uh, basically, basically to give other people opportunities to have scholarships to come to school and earn as well. If the football program is paying for itself like that, then I have no problem with the salaries of, of the coaches. If the success means they're going to be bringing in more money, more TV money, more commercial revenue, et cetera. So there's that. But, but if, if it's not worth it, then it's not worth it. Then you're, you're basically making the educational system suffer just because you want to play some football. Um, Jeff Curry, I asked a Fox viewer what he thought Fox would lose the lawsuit. He said, what lawsuit? Well, of course, because Fox News doesn't talk about the lawsuit because Fox News doesn't want to talk about the lawsuit because Fox News knows it's in deep crap. Um, the school district superintendents are grossly overpaid too. They get contracts. It's nuts. And that's the worst thing is here in in, in Louisiana, in New Orleans we have a superintendent over the new orleans public schools but every public school is a charter school so every charter school or it it's, it's either every every public school in new orleans is a charter school which means it's either in and of itself one t or it might be part of a group of charter schools like my kid's school has three campuses so it's all part of one kind of umbrella so every every campus has its own principal but there's a person who's in charge of the entire thing. And the person who's in charge of the entire thing here is an absolute dullard. Um, But the, uh, but you have not just the school board to deal with, but then you have all these tiny little boards that you have to deal with as well. So all of these people making money hand over fist, you know, trying to basically suck money out of the system. Um, I see Texas has the Robin Hood program. Plano has a $6 billion budget for it once was one time for 73 schools. Okay. Let's see. Did I miss something there? My mom's cousin was school district superintendent in New York where Mark Zuckerberg was from. He made fortunes. Zuck went to private high school, of course. Um, There's another thing I wanted to There was another bunch of contradictions that I wanted to, that I wanted to talk about that I wanted to bring up in that sort of discussion of the whole, like, you know, It's one thing, but it's the other. Like there's the Obama thing, but there's other thing. You know, the but a lot of their a lot of their conspiracy theories just have those contradictions where you it does. There's there's no consistency and there's no requirement for consistency because again, Trump loves the poorly educated, and by Trump loving the poorly educated, it enables him to have him and other people like you know, Desantis to have contradictory opinions, and they're not going to argue with it because. They're too dumb to understand that the opinions are contradictory. They just they, or if if Donald Trump contradicts himself, it's either he was joking, he really didn't mean it, but he said it. But this is this is really what he meant when he said it. And again, it's always a grift. It's always uh, a, a scheme or a scam or some other means of um fooling the public. And his public is easily fooled is this the is this the one that i wanted, was looking for i'm trying to find that comment but i have lots of comments that have been responded to as well there we go i found it exactly um so the person posted in this group that i'm in if pence trump if pence would have sent the electors back to the states we would have not have had january 6th so january 6th is pence's fault so they'll say that january 6th was just a big tourist event it was, not, it was a big nothing. They were just peaceful protesters. But then it's Pence's fault. It's Pence's fault for what? That they were peacefully touring the state capital, as you all are trying to say? No. It, there's a contradiction there. Um, they'll say COVID was not a big threat. They downplayed COVID. They said COVID was just the flu. But then if it's just the flu, then why are they saying that China created it as a weapon? It's either just the flu and not a harmful thing, or it's a harmful thing. Which one is it? Uh, Again, they also claim that January 6th was just harmless tourists, but then claim Antifa and the FBI were behind it. There's just so much stuff that goes on with their lack of consistency. I can see Wes. Hey, Wes, how are you? Um, Cynthia from Texas One once asked me, who's Mitch McConnell? Oh, my God. Well, again, the, the, the radio show I listen to in the morning is a conservative, Jeff Carrere. He, uh, he uh, calls Mitch McConnell a rhino. Like, Senate, Senate minority little Mitch McConnell is, is not a rhino. He's a die-hard, die-in-the-wool, pure 100% Republican. They just don't like him because rhino now means somebody who doesn't bend over backwards or forwards. For Donald Trump, because Donald Trump is the republican party that's it that's the end of it. Um, college graduate in Texas tried to tell me the Earth is only ten thousand years old. I found projectile points older than that um, yeah, I, I love the young earthers. The young earthers are hilarious um. Jeff Curry, I wrote the It's a Small World ride at Disney Florida. I could see a riot over that. I used to hate It's a Small World, except for the fact that once my kids started riding it, and they looked really amazed at everything that was going on, um, that it was very cute watching the kids. uh, Very cute watching the kids looking around all in wonderment. Uh, So That's when I started enjoying It's a Small World, but before kids, no, I hated It's a Small World. Um, Of course, uh, my Back before we got married, uh, my wife and her mom went to Disney World uh, on their own and I had to work or something or whatever. Um, so she was, she was mocking me and she would say, I'm going to call you when, uh, when I get out into the small world just so you can hear the theme going on. Okay. So I decided to call her while I was on my way to go be a nerd uh go out to the local gaming store. I gave her a call. Um, Wes, I didn't block you. Um I gave a call and all the all I hear is laughing at first. Because when did I call her? The moment her butt hit the seat on the boat for It's a Small World is when her phone rang. So that's when we knew we had a link. So we, that's what we, that, what we describe as our link, that our link can, that connects us so that we know what we're doing. And as such, we can do things like call um, call at times where it's like, hello. Like, she'll call me a lot of times and I'll, she'll be like, where are you? I'll be like, like, like wondering if I was on my way home or at some point, and I was like, I'm on wall, which is very close to my house. So... Let's see. Boo boo, boo, boo boo Don't call Aaron a witch. <laughs> Unless she wants to be called a witch. Then call you can call her a witch. But you know. It's up to her. <laughs> What's up, Joey Farrell? How's it going? Hey Elizabeth. Uh what else to talk about? Um I'm trying to get There's somebody who's a local newscaster who did a series of videos on the public school system and how what's going on with the public school system, I think here in new Orleans. And apparently she won an award for it, but they only aired a couple of episodes of it. So I basically offered her on a friend's post on Facebook. I was like, Hey, I'd love for you to come on my podcast. You can come on. We can discuss, you know, what did get aired, what didn't get aired. She basically thinks that the, the, her investigation into what was going on, Uh, ruffled a lot of feathers and it very may well have because well the system in new orleans has ruffled lots of feathers and has pissed off a lot of people because it's failing in many ways to to uh to provide education to people and it's and to me it's just a giant waste because you have so many administrators that are not needed to to run these systems like again my the schools that my kids go to right now Um, one of at one campus one's at the other campus there's three total campuses each campus has a principal um, but the entirety also has somebody in charge on top of that who gets a salary now if those three schools had those three schools just been underneath the Orleans fair school board instead of being their own you wouldn't need that layer of bureaucracy there that would be money that could have been spent in other ways like you know towards the education of children that's why I don't like voucher systems. That's why I don't like going 100% charter. If you want to have some magnet schools or some specialty schools, you want the opportunity. if you want the opportunity to allow people to go and have separate, you know, possibilities like magnet schools, like language schools, math and science schools, uh, fine arts schools, that's fine. I have no problem with that because there are some people who might want um, more specialized education, might, be, might benefit from a more specialized education. Um I like the fact that my kids are fluent in Spanish. Like, I like the fact that, that they're, they're going to have that tool in their tool belt when they grow up. Um, let see. Coming from a family of educators, the subjects that kill me. Absolutely. Um, accreditation only applies for public schools and the private schools that apply for it. Yep. Um, how many of these, how many of these school systems, how many of these charter organizations like the first school that my kid went to for pre-k is one charter with one so there's there was a principal of that school but there's also like the board and the president of the board so that has but there's so that person probably is a paid position on top of the principal so how many of these other school systems like there's Arise, I think is one of them, and then there's another one that's that I forget what they're called there's just so many of them that are just a clump of schools under one kind of umbrella then there are also all these individual ones that are created and again you have it creates additional layer how many of those exist and how many millions of dollars of, of our taxpayer monies are being spent to to have these administrators run these separate school systems inside the public school system of New Orleans. It's bizarre. Uh, charter schools often say they don't test their kid without an observed need. Um, I mean, we have to jump through certain hoops to deal with, you know, if you, if you want to get like a IEP or a 504 plan, you have to do jump. You have to, you have to show some sort of a medical necessity from a doctor to start that process. Um, but um, what was I going to say with that? I've just completely lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, but even then, like, you know, and then they base their their funding off of these standardized tests that don't really do a good job anyway of determining how good of a job they're being done. Like my kid can get good grades, but then do poorly on a standardized test because of issues that my kid might have. So uh, let's see, charter schools are an attempt to start public Funding for education and private. Absolutely. That's what they want to do. That's, that's the ultimate goal is to, is to take every single federal dollar. They don't want to give it back to the people they, they they, they'll run on the idea that they want to give your, your tax money back. But in reality, they want to take the tax money and funnel it to their rich cronies. They want to take your tax dollars and, and fund it into private schools, even parochial schools, like one of the voucher schools in Louisiana, that was an, it was, you could use a voucher in, was a school that basically used the Loch Ness monster to disprove evolution, like that's not a school that should be getting federal any sort of, any sort of funding federal funding, state funding, local funding, et cetera. Only people who should be funding that school are the people who want to pay to send their kids to such a school, and well, you know who the people who are doing that probably aren't going to be too big on getting educated anyway so Let's see. Charter schools are easier to rip off. Less regulations than independent school districts. Republicans know this absolutely. Um, Lots of charter schools won't allow children with an IEP unless the public school system donates uh, parent entrance. Now, IEP doesn't necessarily mean that you have um, that you have a physical disability. You could have other disabilities or other issues, where an, uh, like a learning issue that an IEP will cover. Um, but if a charter school is found to not Allow a children with child with an IEP um, that that school could get in trouble. But sometimes these systems, these school systems or these charter schools, will manipulate the systems in such a way that it harms you know the people and turns these schools into de facto private schools. Like we don't have universal pre K four in Louisiana. So if you go to pre K four, unless you have an IEP or unless you have like free or reduced school lunch, uh, you you might not you you'll have to pay to get into a pre K four. So we had one charter school, I think it was Audubon charter, which, um, which would basically say, okay, we're going to have pre K four and it's a paid pre K four. And then everybody who's in pre K four gets to go to gets to go into, um, kindergarten automatically and no need to deal with the one app. And the one app is the application that you put all your school choices in and then you hope to get your one that you picked first in the lottery. But these people got to circumvent that because they got to pay for private school. Uh, they got to pay for their private pre-K-4 school. So basically they turned the entirety of a charter school into a de facto private school where that's paid for by public funds, because the only people that could afford to go there are the people who could afford to pay for pre-K-4. And then as such, you you automatically moved up um, that way. Now they changed that. I think I've discussed this. I might've even discussed this last week. They've changed that in such a way to now for every pre-K four class, you have to have two kindergarten classes. So they're only half private schools now. So you still get the people, if you can afford to get into pre-K four in that school, you then still get to bypass the one app and, and get elevated. But if you, but they then offer like the next half of the next half of the incoming kindergarten class to be able to be people who do use the one app, which means you're less likely to be able to get into that school because there are less open slots available than your standard other charter school that would be able to handle more people if they didn't have a pre-k-4 so it's just more manipulation my, my my school did it too they've at first they at 1st they did not feel that they needed to provide busing because they were a type 2 charter um turns out that that was false and then they had to start providing busing it turns out that you know they were testing people to you know to be language ready to come in for kindergarten well that was against the rules you can't you have to allow open enrollment to, for anybody to come to your school, um, for, your, for kindergarten, if for some reason they were to come in uh, first grade and beyond, at that point, you could test to see if they're language ready, to see if they could speak any Spanish at the beginning and therefore be able to come to school, but for kindergartners, no, you could not do that. Now, my kid fortunately did take the language readiness test, though. my oldest one did and was deemed to be language ready, but by the time my younger went to the same school, that requirement no longer was in force. So boop 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 boo West yeah, you know, social emotional educational disorders, mental illness, all you pays. Yes, that's true. Um yeah, I should I guess I should have said individual education plan. Um is what IEP stands for. Uh, basically, yeah, you have to there there's schools have to give what's well, like MFP? What is MFP? I forget I forget what M F P stands for, minimum something. Um, no, not money falls person. That's Medicaid. MFP. Come on. Oh, come on. MFP meeting and education. Minimum foundation. Mm. So There's another thing. A minimum foundation program. All right. Louisiana believes. Under the Minimum Foundation program, Louisiana annually adopts a formula to equitably allocate funding to education to school districts. Funding to this program is uh, provided to school districts as block grant. After satisfying all mandated requirements, school districts have flexibility to spend the funding. There's another There's another thing I'm working for where it's not MFP or whatever. Um, yeah, can't many students with physical challenges have a section of 504 instead of IEP. Um, yes, for and there are bits and times where My son was speech delayed, so he had an IEP at the beginning. He tested out of speech therapy, but then he still had some. um, He still had some ADHD going on, Uh, so then he got a uh, 504 plan to deal with the ADHD requirements instead of an IEP. Um, I found out one of my favorite teachers who taught behavior disorder classes, we decided a few years ago. Got to see her one last time. That's terrible. Um but yeah basically everybody has to be, everybody has the right to an education, and everybody has the right to to have an education where all of their needs are met, and schools are required to meet all of those needs and Of course, when you have a public school system that is run by one board, you know you can streamline everything and basically say, and make sure that all of the schools have all the capabilities that they need to be able to get what what they need to have done to cover persons with IEP and persons with 504 plans. Um, but when it comes to these charter schools and charter school systems and mo- more administrators, you have more – there's more things you have to look into and more ways that, that these schools can try and get away with providing with the things that they want to pro- – that they should be required to provide or that are required technically to provide. So, um doop, 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 doop. Do. Yeah, modified assignments accommodation with large text or the wheelchair access you have longer potential longer testing time to be able to take a test longer to have more time to have um, you know be given uh, you know taught or they have a test taken in a small group where you have less distractions stuff like that so let's see boom 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 no it's not one something i want to look for but of course The last thing, of course, I wanted to cover, um, which we we covered a little bit last week, I think, is the whole uh, challenge uh, to uh, Miffy Prestrone, uh, where, of course, it took place in Texas. And according to the article, according to Amnesty News, the judge hearing the case about uh, the abortion pill seems to be uh, sympathetic to the arguments that are being made uh, by the anti-choice individuals, the people who want to have the FDA uh, ruling uh, saying that it was okay to uh, to prescribe these pills. They wanted to overrule that ruling. And I'm sitting there, and the judge did ask one important question. It was like, has there ever been a case where uh, the court has overturned an FDA ruling? And the person who, one of the people behind the suit, uh, was saying that there needs to be a check on this Pro-choice administration and FDA. Well, there is a check. It's Congress. Congress writes the laws and then the administration implements the laws. And as such, the, the FDA is empowered to approve or deny any certain pills. And Mifepestrone has been a pill that's been around and being prescribed and has been safe and effective for 20 years. So this is just another attempt by these activist conservatives to get these cases heard in front of the activist conservative court, uh, that is the Supreme Court, because what's going to happen here is that if this judge ultimately rules against the FDA and overturns it, it's going to go to probably the Fifth Circuit, which is in New Orleans, which is the most conservative and also pretty much the most wrong and overturned district there is in the appeals circuit. They will go to the court of appeals at that point And the Louise, the fifth district will probably because it's super conservative, will probably uphold the ruling of the lower court, in which case the case will go to the Supreme court. And then the Supreme court who is an activist majority is going to sit there and probably either rule five, four, six, three that the FDA didn't have the authority to, um, to approve don't even know they did, and even though it was reasonably done and that it's within their mandate to do so. But we have an activist conservative court. And of course, when that ruling comes down from the Supreme court, again, just like this, the school loan ruling, just like any other, all the other rulings we're waiting on uh, when it, we will, we will tackle those. I'm sure if there's a ruling that comes from the Tennessee uh, statement that, People should not be able to solemnize uh, uh, weddings that they don't agree with um, in violation of uh, Lawrence v. Texas, not not Lawrence v. Texas, the wrong one. Loving v. Virginia, Lawrence v. Texas is something different. Uh, Loving v. Virginia and uh, Obergefell v. Hodges. Um, You have, you know, that law is in direct contradiction of those two rulings. But of course, because Justice Thomas, said the quiet part out loud, we know that he doesn't support the logic behind the rulings of Obergfell and Loving and Lawrence and Griswold and all the other ones. And as such, you know, the other ones will probably, it'll probably be written by Alito again. And it'll probably make them, it'll probably a horribly written ruling again that we I'll have to, while reading it, I'll have to continuously bring up the, uh, um, Bring up the quote, the text of the Ninth Amendment, like he this, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or despair to others retained by the people, um, because I have that readily available now, because the, red, the Ninth Amendment is the redheaded stepchild of the Bill of Rights, because conservatives don't ever want to think about it. Um, let's see. Elorasia, have to sign up early, guys. mid bit morning appointment. Thank you, Elorasia, for coming. I appreciate it, as always. Um, let's see, Elizabeth. My daughter's teacher in private school thought multiplication tables were unnecessary in math. My daughter was out in to spring and in public schools by fall. Very good. Um, that is a good thing to do. I mean, yeah. The, fortunately, the private school that I went to for first to eighth grade, you know, wanted us to be educated. So, but the, 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 these people who are teaching that shouldn't be teaching, these people who are trying to change what we teach shouldn't be teaching. Shouldn't be involved in the educational system because and there's of course always the, the book bans the the things oh these schools shouldn't shouldn't have these books with pornography in them which books what book is in a school give me an example of a book that's in a that's in a kindergarten that a kindergartner can go look and say this is a book I want to check out of the library and and the librarian goes oh yeah sure even though it has you know some adult material in it you know let us know they can't tell us they won't tell us because They're just regurgitating the garbage that other people have stated before them, just like the whole woke culture. Well, can you define woke? No, they freeze up. There's a viral video going on 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 Twitter where somebody was like, can you define what woke means? And the one she's like, I can't do it in 15 seconds. Go ahead. I'll give you all the time you need Define what woke is. And she couldn't do it because they don't know. They don't understand what the idea behind woke is. Woke just means things I don't like. That's what woke means to them. Let's see. Ken QB, same thing goes to private parochial schools. When I was a kid in Chicago, CPS trained their own teachers in city colleges, could not teach out of the city. West, lots of nuns and priests are very well educated. Well, yeah, but I mean still some of them aren't. <laughs> Let's see. P dubs, my mom sent me to a Catholic school. Uh, in the eighth grade, I was not amused. I, I mean, I was a Jewish school. I was a Jewish school from from first grade to eighth grade, and I was the first graduating eighth grade class. It was me and some other dude, uh, Gabe, and we uh, our our Disney trip was uh, our, our, our our I guess senior trip. Our eighth grade trip was to Disney World because I'd never gotten to go to Disney World before. So, um, any who. And of course, there's the whole thing about you know with education and people fighting Common Core or what I had a memory about Common Core or whatever, and people opposed to it and opposed to what goes on with it or whatever but you know there's a lot of i guess misunderstanding about what common Core is of course there is a there is a circumstance in common core where where it goes and it follows the whole animal farm nineteen eighty four thing where where the answer to two plus two is five. Um, And that's the thing that the Animal Farm 1984 folks will say, hey, they'll convince you that two plus two equals five. And apparently it does if you're rounding to the closest five. Um, So that's what they kind of teach you when they teach you with rounding. Of course, um, sometimes when they're dealing with rounding, it's not necessarily described in the best way. I actually found trying to help my wife study for the GRE. And I was going over the answers to the test that she took, and I was looking at the answer key, and I was like, this is wrong. And I messaged the, the author, and, and I was like, "Um, uh, you're aware that this answer is wrong? And he was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Yes, it should say this. And so I basically corrected the author of a book uh, on, uh, on why his why his book didn't give the correct answer on a particular thing, where and he was talking about rounding, and he didn't mention rounding. He was, oh, I was supposed to be about rounding, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, trying to, I missed some something to scroll on me. Um, Julie Swenson my sister, used abortion drugs to a blighted ovum, no fetus, but a growing embryonic sac that was not resolving on its own, and infuriates me to think that women will be denied these vital drugs. Well, that's the whole thing behind the lawsuit. Um, the lawsuit where the the three or five women are suing the state of Texas simply because they want a better understanding as to When they can get an abortion when it comes to their life being threatened, because as it seems to be written right now and as these hospital administrators are interpreting the law, they have to force these to wait until it becomes like septic, like it's not enough to say if we allow this pregnancy to continue, uh, it will be it will be septic and be life threatening. That's that apparently that's not enough. And, of course, the people that write the law is like, oh, no, that's not what we meant, but if you should have written it better then, if that's not what you meant, because that's what these administrators are basically saying. These administrators are basically saying, look, we're not going to perform these abortions because we don't want to put ourselves at legal risk because we believe that the way the law is written, that it requires somebody to have to be in a life and death situation in order to be able to obtain an abortion, which is ridiculous, because in reality, like – for example, like like a prolonged miscarriage, like water broke on this one woman earlier, and she had to sit home alone and or sit home and wait for the sepsis to kick in, and then in order for her to be able to go back and get the procedure that she needed. Or there was another one where the doctor basically said, "Look, I didn't tell you this, but you need to go to another state because you're not you need the health care, but you're not going to be able to get it done here because Texas laws are so still passed backwards." Um, Anywho, so this, and again, yeah, also very pro-life of them. Exactly, Julie, exactly. It, it's, they, they're not pro-life. They are pro-force. They're pro-force birth. They are pro-control. It's they—they're not pro-life. They They are not pro-life. If they are pro-life, they would have worn masks. If they are pro-life, they would have gotten vaccines. If they were pro-life, they wouldn't have fought social distancing. If they were pro-life, they would make sure that, People who do give birth were able to get adequate health care for the uh, not only prenatal care, but adequate health care for the infant that is born. Um, They would make sure that they would make sure that people would be able to get wouldn't fight people getting fed food stamps. You know, there's so many ways that they disprove their being pro-life that, you know, but they don't they don't care because to them, it's all about the babies. Like, I remember that. I remember one time when I was campaigning on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain in, in the first congressional district when I was running for Congress back in 2004. Um, we were talking, I, was, I stopped and talked to this couple. They were, we were having a, seemed to be, me and the husband seemed to have a, a pretty reasonable conversation. I was talking about why I think that I could represent the whole district, the issues that I have, the issues that I feel that are the most important to the district and to Louisiana and the wife chimed in and said, like, all I care about is the babies. I'm like, okay, you have a nice day. Because there's no way at that point that I'm going to be able to get through to either of you. Because all you're going to do is, that, are you supporting of abortion or not? Yeah, oh, well, then you sh- you go to hell. Um, let's see. There are two family members right now that are pregnant. I'm terrified for them. I, I, I mean... I would have loved to have a daughter, but I'm, I'm glad we have sons um, because, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about focusing on their body autonomy for the for the vast majority of it. I can, I, I can, I can spend my time fighting to protect other people's body autonomy because they're not having government coming after them at this point. So I get to use my efforts and promote uh, other people's rights instead of having to worry about my kids being trampled on. Uh, Of course they're, They're half Jewish. So, of course, I have to worry about that because, you know, the one thing that we did see over the, was it over the weekend? Um, Let's see. Of course, it was Florida. Um, Let's see, where in Florida was it? I think it was Florida. Um, Florida neo-Nazis projected a swastika on downtown buildings saying that, do say. That the hysteria over drag queens is helping them recruit people. So neo-Nazis are, help, are getting are getting more recruits because people are crying about drag queens. We've coddled Nazis far too much. Um, the neo-Nazi group told NPR that the anti-drag hysteria is helping them recruit members. Group has pro- has projected anti-Semitic and hateful messages on the Florida buildings. Other white nationalist groups have been using up or over over LGBTQ support issues to drum up support. So because people hate people who are gay and because people hate people who are trans and people hate people who are drag performers, uh, it's going to help bolster and raise the, the popularity of neo-Nazi groups that are going to also hate people who are Jewish and hate people who are black or hate people that are not white. Um, Cynthia from Texas, if a girl is raped, got pregnant, has complications, dies, will the rapist get charged with murder? No, they won't, because conservatives don't give a crap about the responsibility of the person who donated the sperm, regardless of that sperm was donated or not, their rape is, you can't get an abortion simply because of rape in in many of these new state laws. They don't make exceptions for rape. It's like, too bad, have the child, we don't care if you're a victim too bad, like, of course, I mean, I always have to preface this with, I support abortion without exception, I am pro-abortion on demand, that's it, like, that, that's ultimately what the government has no role in it, except for, again, decide, telling any place that performs a surgery or any sort of procedure that it has to have certain standards of cleanliness, like, it has to, you know, you have to be sterile. Like I think that's a reasonable regulation to have on any place that's performing a medical procedure. But after that, it should be between the doctor and the person who's pregnant as to what happens. The state shouldn't have any role in it. But that being said, I don't understand the people who would force the pregnancy. If somebody is raped. I don't understand these people who, 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 make people jump through hoops to try and get an abortion if they're in a life-threatening condition or even a potential life-threatening condition. The fact that you have to, again, force, you have to force a pregnant person to wait until the the need is dire before getting it. Because like the Louisiana law is worded in such a way that says um, you have to be at risk of, of permanently losing major body function. So if you would permanently lose minor body function or if you were temporarily lose major body function but it would come back, you then could not still get an abortion, even if it's going to cause you to lose some function of your body, which is absurd. And I'm mad at Edwards for signing it. Now, Edwards tried to basically make the law as palatable as he could when it comes to other things like... He made sure it was worded in implantation and not consumption, so therefore there'd be no argument as to whether or not the morning after pill is allowed, even though the morning after pill doesn't stop implantation. Yeah. Um, But he still signed the law, and he shouldn't have had to. Of course, if he didn't sign the law, it would have been overturned anyway, because there's enough people in the gerrymandered Louisiana legislature that would have signed it in the law even though the last year there wasn't, there was one, there were one shy on a trans the trans bill that would have prevented uh, trans women from participating in women's sports uh, in high schools and lower um, because one person, one person held out. One Republican was like, no, I'm not going to overturn this veto. And it caused the veto to be successful. But then the next year, that very same person voted to overturn the veto. And as such, the stupid anti-trans law was passed as well. Um, they get to determine what pieces of people are valued by them. Absolutely. Let's see. My ex had a great uncle was in world war two. He would not talk about it to them. He told me about things he saw. Let's see. The go- Elizabeth says the government should be charged with negligent homicide. I think that would be good, but how could you do that? Like, wrongful death. Like, could you get a wrongful death suit against the state because they put in a system of laws that prevented somebody from saving their own lives? That's the thing. Like, it's the hypocritical thing of conservatism. As the host, most nimbus, yosh with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast will say, um, hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite. So they will fight tooth and nail. For gun rights i remember seeing an argument just on twitter before i came live for some conversation about joe biden and, and and increased regulations on gun sales um and somebody and carrie lake said what about um shall not be infringed don't you understand of course i responded to her by saying what about a well-regulated militia don't you understand but somebody else responded but well, if you don't have the right to protect your own life You don't have liberty. Well, you are not free if you don't have the right to protect your own life. Well, if somebody who's pregnant doesn't have the right to protect their own lives from a life-threatening pregnancy, then they're not free by that very definition. But they are absolutely hypocritical because they won't make that argument. They won't allow that argument. They'll only allow the argument when it comes to guns. I was probably the guy that said it too. Again, because conservatism, conservatives don't like to be told what to do, and conservatives love to tell other people what to do. So, again, thank you to Aaron and Jolie for sharing uh, P Dubs's uh, pattywax uh, link to the GoFundMe. If you haven't uh, support, if you can support, please support. If you can share, please share. Um, I would really appreciate, it. and I, I would want. Anybody, anybody on the sh- who listens to the show, who's, who's a listener, I, if you're having problems, I want to do whatever it is that we can do. To, like if we can put the minds of Liberal Band Rated together and get somebody a job, awesome. If we can get our minds together and, and help them do, get something else accomplished, awesome. I think we could do amazing things together as a group, um, and I'd love to be able to help every single one of you when I can. So if you can, if you can do whatever it is you help, do whatever it is to help, be it pay and or uh, share. Share on social media if you can't. Um, that being said, also, I guess, small reset before we end, I suppose. Uh, liberal Dan Radio, talk from what left, that's right. Um, again, support the show, patreon.com slash liberal dan, patreon.liberaldan.com. Both will give you there. That's a way to support the show monthly. You can also go to, uh, click the go to liberaldan.com, click the Buy Me Cider button, that'll buy Uh, me a one-time slider, or you can also uh, contribute to my Venmo as well. It's at Liberal Dan at Venmo. Um, You're welcome, P-Dubs. I appreciate you. I appreciate every one of y'all. I love the fact that we have a regular group of people that uh, come on and, uh, and we can all enjoy and discuss the issues together and have a good time whilst doing it. Um, the, the all-new math, I was dealing with fifth-graders. Many had school over the years, both languages, but some came straight from Mexico. Uh, they are grouped by age. I'm, I must have missed something as part of that. Um, you're welcome, Elizabeth. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and call this one a night, I, I think. I think we're uh, – I'm out of drink. I'm out of a <coughs> beverage, and I want to go wet my whistle with some water or whatever. Um, again, I will be on tomorrow evening, um, um, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. I'll be playing games, but again, we can chat about anything you want to chat about. If, if, if we end up not playing a game and just talking about stuff, that's cool too. Um, you know, I'm fine with that as well. If you want to just talk about random subjects and we get distracted from the game, that's fine. No more than happy to do that. It's more more of a fun hour or two or three depending on how long I'm sitting there and playing also depends on how much uh, uh, how many viewers we have the more viewers I have the more likely I am to keep it going Um, because I do get ad revenue some and I do get you know I guess subscription money as well and bits or whatever Um, and again if you have Amazon Prime you can always subscribe for no additional cost to you every month and it doesn't cost you extra it gives me extra money It's win-win right so, um, what else? I think that's about it. So let me, let me, I have to have to talk a little bit more whilst I'm scrolling and to try and find the ending clip of the, uh, of the show. Cause I didn't plan this out accordingly. I should make this, I should put this all the way on top so I can, don't have to scroll down each and every show end. Um, Aaron requests Dreamlight Valley. Maybe I'll do some Dreamlight Valley tomorrow. We will see. I I don't think I have anything new coming up in Fortnite, so how about that? I will start off tomorrow playing Disney's Dreamlight Valley because Aaron Aaron requested it, and I'm a good host. And this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. I will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, uh, here on YouTube, Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube. You can also, again, follow Subscribe subscribing to my Twitch channels as well, twitch.tv slash Liberal Liberaldan Radio on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash liberaldan, and facebook.com slash liberaldanradio. Both will work, uh, two different pages. I'm trying to build the other one up as well. Try and share the videos to the channel. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. Give me a like, et as well. Till next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.